This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions because it's time to dish the dirt. On The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. And a good morning, Charlie. And uh, welcome back, Frankie. Well, thank you very much. I'm delighted to be in the studio with you once again. And you're looking very well. But you know, not doing badly. Now, I have to I have to get myself help, however, occasionally. Yeah. Don't walk too fast, Frank. Take it yeah, easy. Take as long easy. as I do that, I'm fine. That's but I great. get very winded if I rush from one room to another, that sort of thing. Yeah. But so no that, rushing. But no keep rushing. active. Yeah. Keep up. Keep yeah. walking. And, exactly. And, and you look good. Your eyes well, are you. really sparkly. Yep. And, yeah. Hi there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just wave to all the folks who are tuned in. Yes, indeed. You know. And as I mentioned to you, my uh, shout out to my friend Linda Carr. No, sorry, <laughs> Linda McMillan, who uh, spoke to me yesterday, came in, hugs yeah. goodbye because it's the big the big change coming in my life. And she said she does watch us. And... Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. On her iPad. Hi. It's like, yeah. Hey, Linda. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Okay. Well, here we are on the Garden Show. And uh, I was really totally confused today. I thought Dennis Flanagan was coming in to be the host. That happens next week. That's correct. That's your move week, as it were. Dennis will be here yeah. <clears throat> in my place next Saturday and, and the following Saturday. Right. Good for you. Okay. Let me get the phone numbers mm-hmm. on the air because I know we've got a lot of folks out there who have questions for you, Charlie. Mm-hmm. 416-360-0740 in Toronto. And uh, if it's uh, anywhere in Ontario, toll free at this number, 1-866-740-4740. Call early, call often, one question per call. And if you happen to be a first-time caller, please let Duncan, our operator, know... And that's what you're going to hear before we come to the air. Get your garden wings. Okay. <laughs> there we are. All right. That's your job done, so you can take a right? break. Now my job... <clears throat> Let's see, where am I in my job? Uh, so tomorrow, tomorrow, yeah. the Toronto Japanese Garden Club is hosting Nature's Beauty Show. It's from 12 to 4.30 at Momiji. What's Momiji? I don't even know what that stands for. M-O-M-I-J-I, which is at 3555 Kingston Road in Scarborough. There's sushi, Japanese desserts, all kinds of homemade baked goods. Mm -hmm. There is a white elephant sale of treasures. There's demonstrations. Of course, it's about Japanese gardening. So bonsai, ikebana, uh, ikebana arrangements, the latest Japanese kokidama. Learn from the experts. And, of course, there's a competition going on as well. So a lot of fun. And bonsai is very trendy. A lot of my students mm-hmm. love learning about bonsai. I don't, I don't know what it is. I think it's just that idea of... it's Mr. Yogi. Well, yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, there was a movie there. Yeah, whatever. The Karate Kid. The Karate Kid, right. Yeah. That, and so, yeah, I think maybe it's partially it's that Zen thing that mm-hmm. goes with it. Anyway, it sounds like a lot of fun tomorrow if you can get to that. Um, Toronto Botanical Gardens, of course, is hosting free concerts every uh-huh. Thursday at 7 o'clock, Thursday evening, rain or shine, great food, farmer's market, 
get there early enough to to bring a chair and get comfortable and enjoy the music in the garden. And of course, Zim Sculpt is still on, so you're surrounded by uh-huh. not only gorgeous gardens, but also amazing sculptures. Uh, Royal Botanical Gardens this weekend, they're run, running edible weekends, Discover Peppers. There's a special guest chef doing cooking demonstrations. There are tours of the Rock Garden, the Medieval Garden, um, Veggie Village, Discover Pond Plants, paddling in paradise and free back to nature hikes so lots going on at rbg and tbg of course both of them rbg.ca and torontobotanicalgarden.ca excellent excellent all righty yes i just want to do one quick update yep. for the cat lovers out there who know my story of the oh, feral yeah. cat that adopted us and has, you know moved in and is virtually taken over our house uh, <laughs> he had his dental surgery oh, two days ago good. and uh, he's doing very well now are you taking him with you we are yes oh that's good yes yeah, so he had mister. six teeth removed uh, yes mister so he's uh, he's virtually toothless right now uh, he's on a soft now, diet how is he going to handle a move I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I don't he even know how might either. show up on the doorstep at home here at some uh, I don't know. I, we're not no. going to let them out to start. Oh, right. Yeah, no, yeah. It's it's, it's a Good whole new world, yeah. and it is uh, kind of. It's, our house is a big house on a big lot, but it's a new house, so there's no trees or anything close to mm-hmm. the house, no shade, okay. yeah. and there are coyotes in the neighborhood and oh, foxes yeah. and all yeah. kinds of I things. Think it's so, a wise move. Then th- you keep them in. They're yeah. going to stay on the porch. Well. That's good. Hey, that's good news. Okay, we're going to be back in just a couple of moments with Charlie Dubbin. I'm Frank Proctor, the sous chef of the garden. Delighted to be with you here on a Saturday morning. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than you realize. Should small creatures become a big problem, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Well, uh, when that little spot came on the air for the CNE, I said to Charlie, oh, I hate that. Every time I hear CNE for the first time, summer's over. Summer's over. It's true. Labor Day's coming. It's so fast. Anyway, we better get to our callers here who are patiently waiting on the line. There's Gloria (laughs) right here in Toronto. Good morning, Gloria. Good morning, morning. Charlie and Frank. Um, I've called before, so you're probably going to... (laughs) <laughs> no worries. We recognize. No, okay. I remember your, your voice. Go oh, ahead. Okay. Uh, I have uh, quite a few clematis growing. Mm-hmm. I have one that um, I've had it for about three years. It's a blue flower. Mm-hmm. Don't know the name of it, but I get a lot of green leaves. And now I'm getting that terrible black. It looks like not black spot, but it's the leaves are going crispy black. Right, and they go limp. They're just hanging there, right? And they, and they hang there. And I have flowers at the very tip of my, and it's about six feet high. Okay. And are the oh. flowers a flat, sort of a star-shaped flower? Uh, I'd have to go out and I think so. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah they're but flat. I, the fact that it's blooming now, that would make sense. Okay, so here's the scoop. Um, you have a fungal disease uh, in that plant. And okay. the name of that disease is is pretty good because it explains exactly what you're looking at. The disease is called clematis wilt okay. or clematis wilt. And it's where suddenly one or two or three of the stems right from the ground up to the tip will overnight start to droop. So you've got a healthy plant, but then you've got some some droopy leaves in there, and over a short period of time, they will just turn black and hang there. Mm-hmm. So the wilt is a fungal disease. It is based in the soil, and it invades the plant, usually because there's some kind of a break in the stem, or some kind of damage to the stem, and the fungus is able to enter the system, the, you know, um, I was going to say, you know, the, 
the the blood system, the you know the um trans gets translocated mm-hmm. into the the vine into that particular broken or or slightly damaged mm-hmm. uh, branch, and there it is, it just wilts. So what do you yeah. do to avoid it? So here's the things you do: make sure that in the spring you cut your clematis right down. That one I'm talking about. They're all different, different kinds of clematis bloom at different times, so we trim mm-hmm. them at different times. Mm-hmm. But the one you we're talking about the blue or purple one that's blooming now mm-hmm. should be cut down to about six inches tall in mm-hmm. mid-spring. You can just start to see the buds starting to form. They look, they're a little furry. They look a little mouse ears along mm-hmm. the, st- the stems, like mm-hmm. last year's stems in mm-hmm. the spring. Just go through there, cut it all, everything down, six inches tall, compost what you've cut out, cut out, and just be very careful around the plant. Don't, don't jostle the plant. Um, mm-hmm. Don't do anything to cause any damage to the stems that are being left behind, mm-hmm. particularly at ground level. Okay. And feed with a little uh, top dress, a little compost, nice organic matter. Ensure that the roots are shaded so that throughout the growing season, the hot sun isn't beating down on the crown of the plant. So make sure mm-hmm. there's something growing in front of the clematis mm-hmm. that provides a little bit of shade around the roots. Okay. So we always say with clematis, they want their feet in the shade and their heads in the sun. So they want to grow up into the sun, but you want the base shaded. Make sure when it's we get the drought like we've been having, low couple you know, days and weeks of no rain, water thoroughly early in the morning. So I don't have to dig it out then. I was going to dig the whole plant out. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I mean, no. some years are worse than others in terms of the wilt showing up. But honestly, I mean, it's it's there. It's in our soils. It's a it's a pathogen that we can't really do much about. Just be really careful to, to not jostle the plant during that spring trimming and do that top dressing and, and thorough watering. Nothing a well looked natural at, to put into no, the soil so no. that, that would kill some of the spores. Nope. Nothing. There's no cure, no treatment. Okay. Just, just if, with so many, um, so many pathogens that uh, infest or infect our plants. A healthy plant, a well looked after plant, a plant that's vigorous and healthy and happy and and thriving, is always going to be more resistant to problems. Okay, and I shouldn't touch these uh, these black leaves. Just leave them there. I'd leave them there because if you try and go in there, you, you uh-huh. end up jostling the plant and doing more damage. Okay, right. So okay. they will they will fall eventually. Oh, that's and wonderful. Good garden hygiene. Pick up whatever falls. Okay, thank you so much. You're Charlie. welcome. Thanks for calling. Thanks, Gloria. All righty. Um, oh, and for my love of alliteration, we're going to uh, totter along to Tottenham, which would only be more perfect if Elsie were seated on a teeter-totter oh in, my goodness. in Tottenham. Elsie, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I just, um, I want to move some, um, uh, oh God, <laughs> flocks. Yes. How do I do that and when do I do that? So we're talking uh, creeping flocks or garden flocks, like tall flocks Gar- or... Sh- Tall. Yeah. Tall. Uh, well, they're blooming right now, right? Yes. Right. So it's never optimal to move plants when they're blooming. However, sometimes we can't get around it. It's just the way, you know, the world works. The most important thing is don't try and move or transplant plants when it's really hot. That, that, cause the heat will just knock them over. I mean, it's been hot. It's been, you know, moist, like humid. It's been windy. And these are all things that make it very hard for a plant to settle into its new home. This weekend is a little cooler. Uh, so depending on, on sort of what your, um, your ability is to look after these newly transplanted flocks, you could potentially, wouldn't be, like I say, optimal. You could transplant through now with a cooler weather. Of the blooming. Pardon? 
the the flock to Blumen. Yes. So that's what I mean. I'd I'd be inclined to wait till September if you can. Okay. 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 Yeah, September, early October, anytime in there. They just dig deep and get lots of roots. Yeah, you'll find that there isn't, they aren't that deep rooted, but again, it's, okay. take as much root with you as you can. And of course, at that point, the, the flocks will be done flowering. So cut down, take away all the dead flowers. And remember, you're leaving some root behind, so you may have to cut down some of the stems a bit as well. <clears throat> Okay, no problem. All right. That's great. Thank you very much. Thanks. Thanks, Chelsea. I'm going to miss you next week. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you'll have... Dan is here to entertain you. He'll he'll be just (laughs) fine. Thanks so much, Elsie. And with uh, Elsie waving bye-bye, that leaves a line open at... In Toronto, 416-360-0740, or anywhere else in the province, it's toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. We're skidding to our first commercial break, (laughs) and we'll be back to say hi to Rosemary in Fort Erie, here in the Garden Show. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, fox, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. And uh, Charlie, we're going to Fort Erie right now. Lovely. And Rosemary on the line. Good morning, Rosemary. Good morning. Morning. I'm calling about my rhubarb. Mm-hmm. I called you before because it was very, very thin. And you said put mulch. This was a few years ago. My husband did it. Mm-hmm. It up, came up, fattened up. It was really nice. Oh, beautiful. It's gone back to being very, very thin again. Huh. Is it? Is it too crowded? I was wondering if we should... Maybe break it up a bit. How long has it been in that location? Oh, 20 years. Yeah. Uh, and how much sun is it getting? Uh, it's a south exposure, mm. so it gets quite a bit of sun. So it's getting out, like a yeah. good six hours or more. Oh, yeah. So yeah. No trees close by. Mm. Well, yeah. No, not not where he's got his garden. No. Oh, I mean, the, it's wonderful. It tastes lovely. It's that lovely red. Yeah. And mm. it t- but it's so thin. And I said to him, I wonder if we should kind of thin it out a bit. He's afraid that my husband that it'll die, and it's so good. <laughs> you don't want to Rhubarb's chance it. Huh? Pretty yeah. tough. Do when you when you look down at the plant, mm-hmm. does it have more than one plant growing? Is from that central rosette that it grows from? Like, are there multi rosettes, or is it just the one plant? Oh no, there's all kinds of plants. There. Okay, okay, so that's what you should do. I would wait till the fall or spring, but fall would be better. Uh, sharp shovel, get in there and <clears throat> separate. Make it so that it's not that crowded mass of multi plants because you had the original mother plant you planted twenty years ago, and oh, of course, yeah. lots of little daughters have come off the mother, so it does get too crowded in there. They're shading each other, they're stealing each other's. You know, they're competing, yes. yeah, yeah, for n- nutrient and water. So no worries about killing anything. It's it's more of a severing, like with the sharp shovel between. So make sure you get the crown like the that mm-hmm. looks like a nice. Mm-hmm. Um, group and then do it that way. Exactly. So and it's like hosta. If you've ever se- severed oh. hosta, where you know sometimes if, if they're really really close together and it's impossible, we'll dig up the whole clump and mm-hmm. we'll do this on a cool day in the fall. Get right. out our sharp knife and then cut them apart. So oh, that, right. So each of the crown, a crown is where the leaves and the stems come together. And I as, know exactly what you're talking. Yeah. About. So as long yeah. as you can have each, and some of them are going to be tiny and some are going to be bigger, but each of them can be severed from each other. Mm-hmm. And then replanted, and then they'll they'll fatten up a bit. Absolutely. 
great. That's all I need to know. <laughs> I, I can't wait to taste the pies. I know. Yeah. Oh, I make rhubarb crisp. Oh, oh that's good, too. My husband, mm. and actually, what I can't believe is I'm still pulling rhubarb right now. Yeah, that is great, wow, eh? Wow, that's super. It's, it's really late in the year to be doing it, and my husband's saying, I think there's enough out there for another crisp. <laughs> yeah, that's good, why he's worried about losing yeah, the rhubarb. Exactly. He loves the crisp. Exactly. <laughs> hey, thanks, Rosemary. Well, I've been enjoying yeah. some strawberry rhubarb jam my neighbor oh, gave me, man, which yeah. is so good, too. Mm, mm, yummy, you would yummy. love that, being the jam head that yummy, you are. Yummy, yummy, lucky tummy, yes, as yes. I say. Mm. Well, uh, we're on to our next caller here, uh, getting right. close to the half-hour point when we'll be introducing a special guest. Yes, I didn't even mention Deanna yeah. Groves will be joining yep. us from the Quinty Botanical Gardens. Right, but first let's check in and see what's going on in Josie's world in Scarborough. Hi, Josie. Hi. Good morning. Um, good morning. Um, my question is about um, what kind of evergreen would be the best. And it's for the front of the house that faces west, and it's a very hot, dry mm. area that with the afternoon sun. And I don't want it to grow too tall, like 24 to 30 inches. Oh, okay. Can you recommend something? And how much space do we have for this plant? Oh, any amount, because I, I plan to remove what's there now. Okay. You know what's... Okay, perfect, good question. You've got a very, very, like you say, hot western yeah. exposure, so the sun is beating in, and you need a tough plant. We're nowhere near a road, are we, where we're going to get salt? No. Okay, so my first impulse would be a juniper, a spreading juniper. Uh, junipers love a hot, dry location. If you think about Georgian Bay or you think about the group of seven paintings and you think of those rocky, you know, outcroppings and islands and you'll see one evergreen sort of perched growing up out of the rock, those are junipers. They can grow in, in very extreme conditions and they do love that, that hot, dry location. Just make sure that you choose one that's going to stay within the, the height that you have in mind. Okay. <clears throat> Some of the spreaders are, well, there's one example, for example, called uh, turquoise spreader or blue carpet. They're literally hug the ground. And then on the other end of spreading junipers, we have the fitzers and they'll grow four or five feet tall. So in between, there's a whole bunch of choices, golden colors, blue colors, regular green colors. So depending on the color you're looking for, the texture you're looking for, there's lots of choices out there in the, in the spreading juniper um, group. Okay. Now, okay. how wide do they spread? Depends how many years and how uh, f- well fed they are and how uh, what the quality of the soil is. Mm-hmm. If if it was really optimal conditions for, for many of these uh, junipers and they were given, you know, food and beautiful soil and all these mm-hmm. perfect conditions, in 20 years it might be a meter or a meter and a half across. Oh. Good. Yeah. So it's just it's just a question. Of, it, you know, if you never feed it, never water it, won't get that big. So it's yeah, okay. Okay. Oh, that's excellent. Thank you so much, Charlie. All right. Thanks, okay. Josie. Bye bye. Uh, thank you. And uh, a quick note to Jack, who is hanging on the line there from Bolton, first time caller too. Just be patient, Jack. Okay, because we do have uh, a special guest coming up right now. But right after that, we'll get to you and your call. Okay. We, we, Meantime, I, do you have? Uh, no, we don't have her oh, on the line yet. Oh, I yeah. see. Maybe just maybe, just maybe we should go yeah. join Jack then right now while we're yeah. getting set up. Good idea. Okay. Hey, Jack, just a minute here. <laughs> there we are. First time caller from Bolton. Jack, That's good right. morning. Good morning. Welcome good morning. to the show. Listen to your show. Nice. Very, very good. Nice. Uh, I have some ferns that are being eaten by something, and I don't know what to put on them to so you get ha- rid of them. Do you know? have any idea what kind of ferns? Are they tall, short? Uh, uh, Japanese. Oh, the purple ones? Yeah. 
Okay. So um, Japanese painted ferns, they're called. So being eaten. So when you say eaten, they're actually disappearing before your very eyes? There are uh, leaves or whatever you call those yeah. that, that you can see that whatever it is, is has chewed away at Huh. The I, I don't know. I've, and you don't, so when you're out there in the daytime and you look around, you don't see any, like you, you look underneath the fronds and look for any kind of past, you don't see anything? No. But you see the stems with the, the leaf or frond material missing. Right, yeah. Hmm. Could be rabbits. Oh, really? Believe yeah. it or not, it, it's interesting too. You know how we're all kind of uh, doing our best to support the butterflies and the pollinators mm-hmm. these days. Mm-hmm. There are some butterflies that will lay their eggs on ferns, and then the larva will chew, uh, oh, and then of course really? they they will become little pupa or cocoons, and then they'll emerge as butterflies. Mm. <clears throat> so I wouldn't when we don't see any pests, I'm a little hesitant to just spray randomly. What you might want to do is go out, you know, in the dark you know, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock at night with a little flashlight. It might be earwigs. Like it could be something that's a night, a nocturnal chewer. It could be, like I say, it could be a rabbit. It could be, you know, one of many things. Mm. Um, I wouldn't like, I wouldn't just sort of spray randomly. Main thing is keep those ferns again, just like when we were saying with um, the the rhubarb and the phlox, keep these things as happy and as healthy as you can. Mm. Next spring or this fall, do some top dressing with some nice, you know, quality compost. Ferns love that moist soil and they love Mm -hmm. that organic soil. Mm Now, I have some other ferns, and I don't know what they're called, but uh, the leaves are turning brown. And, mm, it's and the heat. Is, is it it's, heat? It's the heat in the dry. Oh, okay. I bet you, we haven't had a call yet on this, but I bet you we'll get some calls on Japanese maples doing oh. just that. All the edges of the leaves are turning all crispy because it's been so just, hot oh, and so, so dry hot, and yeah. so windy. And, of course, where I live, I pay for my water. So the last thing I'm going to do is just pour water onto, onto all my plants. Mm. So they do, the leaves do start to suffer. But as long as the plants are healthy and vigorous, a, a few crispy leaves will never kill them. Oh, okay. okay. Well, that's good to know. Okay. Hey, thanks for joining us, Jack. Thank, thank, thank you very you much. For okay. Have yourself a great day and a great, great weekend, for that matter. Now, uh, our crack operator Deanna. Duncan has uh, lined yes. up the uh, our guest here, and Deanna is on the line right she now. She is. Hmm? Are you there? Good morning, Deanna. Good morning. How, how are you? <laughs> I'm great. How are you guys? Great. So this is Deanna Groves. She's yes, the co-creator of the Quinty Botanical Gardens. So That's right. Tell us how that happened. <laughs> oh my gosh, what an amazing journey! <laughs> but just to add, I was just listening to what you guys were saying. Uh, it's absolutely so true uh, with the dry, crispy things that are mm. happening. It's happening here as yeah, well yeah. with shrubs and trees. But you can't please, get enough water on these no, plants. It's no, impossible. No, it's impossible. Uh, and the winters and summers are changing. Mm-hmm. So yep. much that all these poor plants are trying to adjust to all of this. That's right. So and, yeah. don't give up. <laughs> well, that's, and, and I always say to people, and this is left over from my retail days, a few leaves will not kill a plant because no, exactly. next year we can have a whole new crop of leaves, right? Exactly. Like, exactly. Winter's coming. These leaves are going to get composted and we start fresh with new green ones in a few months. So, that's right. So it's all about the real, the core of the plant that we're worried about. That's that, right. You know, that's the real, right. The good, well-established roots and the healthy soil. 
That's right. And believe me, we have learned that here. <laughs> I bet. Well, so tell us. So you fought, you're on five acres. Yes. Um, well, actually, it's six acres, oh, six acres uh, yeah. of land that we purchased out here in the country. Mm-hmm. And we moved from Mississauga <laughs> when we had normal nine-to-five jobs. <laughs> um, we found that we were kind of spending more time in the garden than we were in the house. Uh-huh. So that passion took off, you know. Cool. Um, we just thought it would be great, wow, you know, if we could realize our dreams and uh, do, nice? do something, yeah, do something that we love hmm. and earn a living. Nice. So, so you quit I, your job, sold your house. Yes, yes. And what like, did you buy? You bought like a gravel pit or something, didn't you? <laughs> you know what? Yes, some of it is, uh, it was a gravel and sand pit. Wow. So we had very, we had very, very sandy soil here. Hmm. And of course, we had to adjust the the soil. Yeah. In the gardens, so uh-huh. we had special um, uh, uh, compost and uh, a little harsher uh, soil bringing in here mm-hmm. to uh, hold on to the moisture right. and to also offer nutrients to all the plants because sandy soil is great for irrigation, yeah. but there's nothing there for the plants. That's right. Wow. So, so truckloads. Truckloads, you wouldn't yeah, believe it. Yeah, I believe it. <laughs> that's quite a that is quite a task when you think you have to amend that amount of land. That's, yes, that's very the much thing. So. Most of us are amending like a yeah. you know a suburban lot. Okay. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> well I'm we, just looking at your website and uh, the garden gazebo is showing up right off the top and it looks beautiful. Mm. Oh thank you. That's our little welcome gazebo uh-huh. where people first arrive. So tell us exactly where you are. Well, we're in Quinty West, right? and that's about, oh, an hour and a half, an hour and three quarters from Toronto, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. about 11 minutes from the 401. Oh, wow. So just yeah. north, north of the 401. Is yeah, it, it's Frankfurt. barely north. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, what's the turnoff off the 401? 525. Okay. Exit 525. Oh, yeah. there you go. And you're... Look for Frankfurt, uh-huh. and and that's us. If and you bl- if you blink, you miss Frankfurt. <laughs> okay, welcome to the country. <laughs> so, and you are open seven days a week. We're right now actually we're open five days a week. Okay. Um, uh, from Mondays, well, we're closed Mondays and Tuesdays for maintenance because there's a lot of maintenance to do here. I bet. Yeah. And it's just you and your husband doing it all. Uh, you know what? It started up that way. Then we got smart. <laughs> you know, 20 hours a day can get a little wow, rough. Yeah. So, but uh, we still actually do, when we left Mississauga, we actually opened uh, a landscaping business. Right. And uh, I changed, uh, I mean, we really did a 180. John and I, I used to be an accountant, and John was a purchasing agent. <laughs> oh, wow. What a, what a wonderful thing to realize. Passion. Yes, I know. Yeah. Follow I know. your passion. Yes, very much so. So it's, working seven days a week is okay, because it's not like work, right? What's that old saying? Absolutely. Find something you love to do, and you'll never have to have a job the rest of your yeah, life. Exactly. Never work a day. It sounds, yeah. sounds like If a I was a millionaire, I'd still be doing this. <laughs> I bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. you host weddings in the garden? We do. <clears throat> it's so romantic. I One of the gardens that I designed here is a rose garden, oh, and nice. it's sort of in three uh, partitions. One is like just a roundish one. Another is a, a long kind of hallway of pergolas that are covered with climbing roses and clematis and, and you know, really pretty color. Mm, nice. And then it opens up into a rectangular area 
with a, a raised podium and columns and a garden dome, oh, and yeah. that's where they say their oh, ideas. And it's oh. so it's so lovely. That's it's so, so lovely. great. Yeah. So you still have the garden business, the garden um, meat. It's not meat; it's more of a design, a construction. Yes. Yes. And what's yes. that called? The Garden Place. The Garden Place. All right, and yeah, you've got a website, yeah. obviously. So yeah, the, that's right. So the Garden we, Place, the Quinty Botanical Gardens. That's right. What do you do all winter? Go to Florida and, and catch up no. on some sleep? <laughs> you know what? A lot of people think that uh, landscapers get to have the whole winter off. <laughs> I know. But <laughs> it's, it's anything but true. Oh, um, I know. And especially when you own your own business, mm-hmm. and especially for us now, because we've introduced the Quinty Botanical Gardens, uh, a lot of the winter work now is networking and getting the word out yep. that we're here. Yep, yep. So Maintenance on equipment, planning for, sure. for the spring. For sure. Not to mention yeah. the accounting at the end of the year. Yeah. And then yeah. we've got garden shows that we do. That's right, because we met at the Peterborough Garden Show. Yes, we did. Yeah. We did. Years ages ago. and ages ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah cool. that was us. Bad hair date. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, that's what we love about radio. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I love it. Except <laughs> they've got cameras. Cameras in the studio now, so... Now, yeah, not then. We, yeah. I used to wear my pajamas to work, but <laughs> yeah, not anymore. that's right, that's right. But <laughs> so, you know what? I mean, I'm sure you realize this through your own work, Charlie, that the, the landscaping part is very gratifying. Mm-hmm. You make people happy yeah. almost instantly with their new garden. Absolutely. Yeah. And and we, we realized what job satisfaction we had. We were filthy and hungry and everything by the end of the day, but people were happy. I know. They smile. They and, c- oh boy, they were hugging us yeah. and, and we're, we're covered in mud. <laughs> <laughs> Dripping or but, freezing yeah. in the rain or yeah. any of those things, yeah. So, so it was kind of uh, an accumulation of that mm-hmm. uh, where we make people happy mm-hmm. to think, my goodness, wouldn't it be amazing mm-hmm. if we could make gardens for people to visit? Yeah. So during the winter months, and you're asking what we did, yeah. I started designing all these garden themes mm-hmm. uh, for the six acres, and we put the shovel to the ground mm-hmm. in 2016 oh, wow. and opened the next year. Very cool. I'm well, so I glad know. I discovered you. And you're, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to be your neighbor soon. I know. Welcome, welcome. I can't wait. Wait till you learn about septic tanks. <laughs> oh, no kidding. Even the <laughs> soil out there, the, the rocks everywhere. Deanna, you know, uh, you've made us very happy, but I have to make us unhappy now because okay. we have to take our we first have to go. break. And, oh, but, okay. Yeah. Well, hope to see you at the garden sometime. For sure. We're definitely coming, coming your way. Exit 525. Mm-hmm. Uh, off the 401, right? That's right. Frank and Ford. open for bus tours and, or Hort Societies, well, anybody who's go. listening. So sounds Excellent. great. Thanks so much, Deanna. You're welcome. See, Take care, guys. See you soon. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. And we do indeed have to take yes, our next do. break here on The Garden Show from Zoomer Radio. Don't change stations just because the weather changes. Garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Well, Charlie's wearing a big smile because we're welcoming an old friend to the airwaves here now, Werner from Tilsonburg. Hey, Werner, hi. Good morning. Hello, Frank and Charlie. <laughs> How are hey, your tomatoes? Uh, you guys? Yes. Good. I, uh, I've been in the hospital for three weeks and I lost uh, eight inches of my colon. Oh, my goodness me. Oh, and, well, and we're... I'm recovering. I went in with two and come out with one, if you know what I mean. Wow, yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. golly, you and I are, we could be roommates. Because... Oh, my, Frank, I heard you were very sick. 
<laughs> yeah, well, it, it wasn't so much sick, honest to Pete. The uh, the surgery uh, held, uh, let's see, on Friday, the 26th of July, was laparoscopic in nature, meaning they, they didn't have to do it's all you know, a big, huge you know, yeah, yeah, incision. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it, it does play on you a little bit. Mm, However, yeah. I'm, I'm being a good boy as best I can. And yeah, I hope you friend, are, too. Huh? Could I have your phone number? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Hey, no? Oh, of course, yeah. Send me an email, okay? Well, I'm not good at this electronic stuff, but give me and I might try. Okay. Okay. All right. So what's going, have, what's going on in your garden if you haven't been home Yeah, yeah I know. It, it, went, it went wild when Did I came back. Okay. And the neighbor was pretty good. She helped me out. Okay, good. Oh, good. So the tomatoes. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to get on top of it. I'm in number three gear. I'm looking for overdrive. <laughs> <laughs> Don't now, overdo it. <laughs> yeah. yeah right? Now, uh, another thing, there's a lady called in with the rhubarb. Yes. Yep. Two tablespoons of Epsom salt a week and water it in, and she'll see the difference. That's mm. a good point. The Epsom Salt Council has a website, and they do list what quantities to give uh, to different plants. So two yeah. tablespoons of Epsom salt every couple of weeks, magnesium yeah. sulfate, water it in. Yeah. I hope that Rosemary's still listening from Fort Erie. Thanks for that, <laughs> Good Warner. suggestion. Hey, listen, you guys. I love you. Thank Pleasure. you. We're yeah, thinking you. about you. Get better. But baby steps. Don't overdo it. Yeah. Yes, thank you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks Bye-bye, for calling. Warner. What a sweetheart. Oh, gosh. It's good. Let me see you that time. Uh, oh, we're okay like still. We've got Michael on yeah, the line. Yeah, Michael on the line from Toronto, maybe just around the corner here. Hi, Michael. Welcome. Hi, good good morning. Good morning. Leon Frank, love your show. It's excellent. Thank and you. And I've got a problem and I'm turning to you for some help. Mm. All of a sudden, uh, boxwoods, I have many of them mm. all over my property, of uh, different varieties as well, are being subjected to some sort of a plague. I'll call it a plague because it's ravaging them just within the last two weeks mm. or less. Yeah. And they're losing leaves. I've looked at them carefully. There seems to be like a webbing, a little bit like, looks like black spots. I really can't see insects moving, but I do think it's insect. And it is. The leaves are brown, crumbling, yep. and some black and so on. But it's pretty profound, mm-hmm. and uh, there was nothing like a little over two weeks ago. I could say yeah. nothing. You know what it is? It's just the timing. It's, it is an insect. I'm sorry, I'm going to just forget exactly. It's a... Oh dear, it's a, a miner. I think it's a leaf miner. Bottom line is an insect in the last two weeks has just hatched and you've got lots of boxwood. So you had lots of eggs. You weren't seeing any damage. All of a sudden the hatch. Now you're seeing all the damage. Your job today is yeah. to get out into your boxwood with your clippers, your long handled shaping shears oh, yeah. and trim the boxwood starting today. So you're going to take off as much as an inch. It could be less than an inch, you know, whatever makes sense, but you are going to trim back the boxwood because that's where the insects are concentrated in the growing tips the the newest the freshest growth right you're going to take off all that um good idea if you can rake some of it out Mm -hmm. bag it up get it off the property the insects will be in that new growth so you're going to lower the population today by doing that shaping and shearing then and you're going to ensure that there's been sufficient water and that the soil is good condition at the base of the boxwood because again it comes back to healthy plants being better able to withstand the infection Right. Now, what about the trying to amend the soil like longer term? I've never had this problem before. And mm-hmm. like when I say I've got lots of bogwood, it's not so much concentrated, but I have it scattered like in swaths. The mm-hmm. lot's pretty big. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty it's pretty bad. So uh, I, 
again, can I be severe with the pruning or? I wouldn't be severe at this time of year because it, it, we're still so warm. Uh, plants get very shocked if we take off too much top growth. So for now, it's just a light shearing. You can be very, very dramatic and hard on any uh, hedge plants late fall or early spring. You can cut them right down to almost the ground if you need to. Even late fall, I could mm-hmm. do it more mm-hmm. profoundly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And at that time would be a great time as well to amend, top dress that soil, get a hold of some really good quality compost. Right. You know, lots of organic matter, boxwoods. So, you know, so many evergreens they love. You got to remember where would they naturally grow? They are an understory plant in a forest type situation. They want leaf mulch. They want cool roots. They want that, you know, peaty kind of a soil. They don't want, you know, Toronto sand or clay, right? That's just not their natural environment. So any way you can amend with good quality organic matter, the happier those plants are going to be in the long the long run. Okay, and, and lastly, will it come? Will they come back? Yep, yep, they will. Like next year, kind of thing. I know this year is too late, but you think it'll they'll come back? They won't be dead. No, they shouldn't be. No, you're going to do your best to to try and, like I say, lower that population of insects that are there now. Right, and that's going to help them withstand this infestation. All this other good proper TLC is going to just make them that much better able to come back uh, in good condition next spring. Okay. Well, well thanks for your advice. And really, uh, the two of you have a wonderful show. Thank really you. appreciate the opportunity to call in and always learn something every Saturday when I tune in. That's well, great. isn't that nice? Something Thank you, Michael. Much more. Yeah, Thanks you bet. Thanks so much. Thanks so much, my friend. Okay. Uh, we're going to be Bye. speaking uh, momentarily to Barb from my hometown, London, Ontario. Uh. That's coming up next here on The Garden Show from Zoomer Radio. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than you realize. Should small creatures become a big problem, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio. And just a quick addendum here. I just love Ziggy. She's Mm. one of my favorite folks here at uh, Zoomer Radio. So, hi Ziggy, in case you're listening (laughs) in. All righty, Barb in London. Good morning. Hi, Barb. Good morning. What mm. happened? I don't know. Is she not there? It doesn't seem to be. Okay. Uh, we better head then to Alliston, where Don resides. Hi, hi. Good morning, Don. Good morning. How are you folks? Good. Excellent. That's great. Welcome back, Frank. Well, thank you very much. Um, I have problems with uh, tent caterpillars, mm. and some are up awful high in my trees. I've got apple trees, and I've got... Pear trees. I've got a lot of trees on mm-hmm. my and this is a bad year for mm-hmm. caterpillars. Mm-hmm. I was wondering, I used to burn them out, but mm-hmm. some are too high to be able to get to. Yeah, so what can you do? Uh, you could... Sp- do you have the ability to spray with a hose end sprayer, which would, you know, do you have enough pressure in your hose, you could get up to where some of these caterpillars are located? No. Really? No, eh? no. Um, not a lot. There's not a lot you can do then because there is a, a product out there. It's called BT. So it's B stands for bacillus. It's a bacteria. And T stands for thuringiensis. So bacillus thuringiensis is a bacteria. We mix it with water. If we can spray onto the caterpillars, not so much the tents because the tent protects them and it, sprays don't really ever penetrate. But if we can spray the tree around the tent when the caterpillars are out chewing, because they congregate into the tent at night, so we get them during the day, um, then uh, it could be a really good opportunity to kill 
some of them. Otherwise, you're right. It's cutting out the tents and burning them. Yes. You could, what I would do is I would probably call a local arborist, certified arborist, preferably, um, Davy Tree is all over North America, as far as I know. Uh, somebody that get somebody to come in to the property and give you a quote on what they would charge to do some, um, p- uh, pest control for you. Okay. Cause that they can climb. Yeah. And they'll come and take a look. They will charge you nothing for for the quote. Of course, if you choose to hire them, you'll pay for their services. Yes. Okay. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. All right, Don. Thank you for joining us here. On what is actually? I'm looking out the window here, Charlie. Gorgeous Saturday morning. Blue, Absolutely blue sky. Beautiful. Well, we do have time, I believe, for one quick, quick. call. And yeah, Betty in Burlington, <laughs> come on the air and give it to us. <laughs> Hi, Frank and Charlie. Good morning. Uh, you, you remember me, uh, Frank. I'm, I was Betty from Hamilton, the Engelbert fan. <laughs> oh, <school>. yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm sorry to hear that you've had a health issue. Everybody well, seems to be going through something. Yep. No, I'm fine. Uh, no, I'm, I'm well, good. We're, we're taking care of my husband at home. He's uh-huh. got Alzheimer's, so I think I wrote to you about that. But yes. anyway, my problem is I have two orchid plants, and they're just sitting there with green leaves and doing nothing. Mm. So, fertilizer. What do I do with them? Well, fertilizer. Get some orchid fertilizer. Follow the instructions. That will help because remember, there's no nutrient in the chips or the uh, sphagnum moss, whatever it is that your orchids are growing in. Yes. Um, if they're good and green and ha- healthy, healthy, <coughs> then that you know that's all good. You're doing something right. Okay. But to encourage some flowers. I keep mine in like a north window or east window, like yes. right in the window. Turn okay. them every now and then. And fertilize okay. every now and then. Okay. 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 And that's all there is to it. Pretty okay. much. <laughs> Hopefully they'll bloom sometime soon. They will. Just cross your fingers. Okay. And talk to care, them. Frank. <laughs> okay. Thank you so very much, Betty. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm getting along <laughs> just fine. Me. As long as I don't rush from one room to another, right. I'm good. I'm good. That's right. So, um, c- coming up, it's a busy week. Yeah. I personally am moving. Yeah. The big truck is coming on Tuesday, and I hope it's a big truck because there's an <laughs> awful lot of stuff to move, including, you know, patio Man, furniture, yeah. composters, rain barrels. It's crazy what we're taking. And you, on the other hand, you're going to be on a bit of a holiday. Yeah, I'm going up to a Lake on the Mountain uh, tomorrow. As a matter of fact, Shirley and I are going to drive out there for about well, six, six days. It's it's a marvelous spot. We've been there for years and years. It's you know? so coincidental that you're going to be in my hood. And I'm, we're going to be checking out on the drive back. We're, we're going to make a swing by your place and see the new home. Wear your working clothes, baby, because I can put you to work. Oh, 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 oh not well enough. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Think yeah. of those boxes. You can help and me unpack. A little treat this afternoon. I have to get... I have to give a shout out here yes. to the lady I live with, Shirley yes. Wernig. She has been such a stellar person. And, she's been uh, caregiving yeah, you. And she's been giving me the devil for you know yeah. trying to do too much. But I'm going to have her on the air today oh, nice. just to do some weather forecasts and stuff sure. like that. Sure, okay? snuggle on radio. Yeah, well, all right. <laughs> uh, sounds there like fun. So, yes, indeed. Well, I am looking forward to you and Shirley coming by to see the, the new place. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be about a week from mm-hmm. today, I guess. And, of course, next Saturday, Dennis is here yep. with you and the following Saturday. So thank yeah. you, everybody, for your kind thoughts. And I hope my next two weeks are as fun as I'm anticipating. Good luck with all of that. Huh? Yes, indeed. Yeah. And thanks again, Frank. Nice to see you back. Thank you, Duncan. You've done a fine job. Couldn't have done this without the callers, though. See you all again in three weeks. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740.
This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.